0: Okay, today's Teaching Tuesday is going to be a continuation from last week. Um, when I was making last week's episode, I noticed that a lot of what I was saying is a lot is very information compact. And giving everything to you guys at one time would be a lot for you guys to handle, take in. And since this is a podcast, not being in the classroom, that would be a lot of information to give you all at once. So I decided to split everything up. So, today's Teaching Tuesday is the next three segments, or the next three letters, since I'm going alphabetical, of literary terms. So, last week was A, B, and C. This week is D, E, F. Alright, this segment is for the D section. So, the first, it looks like there's four that I have on my list. The first one is called Denotation. This is the literal or the dictionary meaning of a word in contrast to the connotative meaning or the associated meaning. So if you remember in last week's episode, we I talked about how connotative would be like the hidden meaning, the secret, the reading between the lines, inside joke type of meaning between a word or words. The denotation is the actual dictionary meaning. So if you look up in the dictionary for the Mississi- for Mississippi, you'll get name of a river, name of a state, So on and so forth. That's denotation versus connotative. Alright, the denouement, you heard me say this a couple times in last week's episode. So the denouement, also known as the resolution of the story or the issue of a complicated plot in in the fictional story, XYZ. So a majority of the examples um, would be the final part of a chapter. But mostly, at the, as I said, at the last few chapters, or last chapter of a story, or in the epilogue. It's usually the last few paragraphs of a short story, so on and so forth. The third on my list is a dilemma. This is a struggle occurring within the mind of a character. That's the vast majority of a dilemma is in the mind of a character. Sometimes that might be situational, but usually it's going to be... a mental dilemma so it gives readers insight to the characters lives so there could there could be just one in a story there could be multiple but a majority of the time probably about 90 95% of the time it's going to be all mental and the last one for the D section is a doppelganger so if you are a sci-fi nut you might already know what a doppelganger is If not, this is just a twin, a shadow, or a mirror image of the protagonist. It refers to a character who physically resembles the main character or any character subsequently that might have a doppelganger. They might have the same name as well, but sometimes they could be different. It just depends on the world and reality in which they live, which they um, grew up in. They might have the same personality traits and the same job or it might be different. The best um example I can give you would be in The Flash and um Dr. Wells, he had lots of doppelgangers that came through and they were all different, but that is a common um not I wouldn't say common, but that's the best you know example that I could give of a doppelganger. All right. The E section is going to be even smaller than the D's because we only have Two on my list. So the first one is going to be an epilogue. I kind of mentioned this in the Daniel Ma definition in the last segment. I'm pretty sure I mentioned it a couple times last week but an epilogue is the chapter at the end of the book or the work of literature that concludes it, that wraps it up. If you're writing a paper it could be synonymous with the conclusion paragraph. It just wraps everything up, ties it with a nice pretty bow. There you go. And the second one, the last one that we're going to look at for the E's is exaggeration. This is, a lot of people say don't exaggerate. So when it comes to literature, exaggeration, excuse me, is a statement that makes something worse, better, whatever it may be that's, than it really, than situation actually is. So usually, as I said, don't exaggerate. You know, lots of people would have a negative connotation, uh huh using that other word in a sentence, a negative connotation with the whole situation, but that is, are, those are the two E's for today. Alright, unfortunately when we get to the F section, it's going to be a little longer so just bear with me, if we get to a point where you're going to need your pen and paper again, I'll let you know. Alright, so the first one is figure of speech. I've kind of used this phrase quite a bit, but I just want to give you that official definition. It's a phrase or a certain word that has different meanings than its literal meaning. So that meaning could convey, you know, or identify comparing one thing to another, has a connotative connotation or meaning familiar to the audience. Very helpful to create a vivid. Rhetorical effect. So, lots of you know the metaphors, similes, exaggeration. Um, a couple of that are just going to come up after this will be known as figures of speech because they help give those word pictures that help us define the literal meanings by giving that mental picture. All right. So the ne- next one I want to talk about is flashback. Um, this is very good in writing. St- stories because it helps give a little bit of that background information that you've come up with. But the official definition is an interruption that writers use to insert past events in order to provide background or context to the current events of a narrative. So writers using flashbacks, writers are allowed to give their readers insight into the characters motivations provide background to the current conflict so let's say that you're in one of your rising actions that's very close to the conflict and they're in a situation that mimicked something that they had to do in the past and then you flash back to it and how they might have failed in that situation what they learned from it and then using what they learned from that past event prior to the beginning of the story to help them solve the situation they're in that would allow them to succeed and move on to the climax of your story. That's just a quick example. Next one is a foil. Like tin foil and everything. So this is when a character... This is a character that shows qualities that are in contrast with the qualities of another char- character. So the objective here is to highlight the traits of the other character. So let's just say that you know we have a couple or a duo hero heroes, um, that they complement each other. So, let's say that one is really strong physically, while one, the other is strong mentally, and so, you know, where one's physically strong, the other might be weak, where one, that weak character, physically weak character is mentally strong, the strong physical character might not be as smart mentally. So, like, you know, in... Um, The Princess Diaries, Fezzik, and Indigo, that would be kind of a good foil. They're, they have character qualities that complement or like, contrast each other, but they highlight the qualities that the other one has. Alright, the next is Folklore. This is not so much as a term, but something that you can use overall. This folklore, as we know, there's lots of folklore anywhere that you go. Um, it just depicts the way that the main characters manage everyday life events, including conflicts or crisis. Um, it's about the individual experiences from a particular society. So, lots of people would say, "Oh, I've experienced lo- seeing Loch, ne- Loch Ness monster," or "I've actually seen Bigfoot." Those, you know, folklores, those things that are unique to a certain society and they help you know create what is unique about that place all right the second to last um thing that we're going to talk about in this segment is called foreshadowing this is just to show or indicate beforehand giving that hint about what's to come before it actually happens, hinting that hey, something big's gonna happen or something bad's gonna happen, be like the creepy music before someone opens a door that hey something might jump out, or you're out swimming and then you hear the jaws theme, you know, oh there's gonna be a shark coming. That sort of thing. That's foreshadowing. Alright, the last one for this section is a frame story. This is when there's a story set within a story. Uh oh, that- or set within a narrative, a movie, it's the story that's told by the main character or support by a main or so- a supporting character. This character is telling the story to another character, or he sits down to write the story, telling details to the audience. Um, there's two um, well-known examples of this. One is *Wuthering Heights*. The other is I uh, just I just had um. Mm. Oh, The Great Gatsby. So, both of those are frame stories, because in The Great Gatsby, um, the the narrator is telling about his experiences in West Egg, and about actually meeting Gatsby and all of those people, what it was like to, and he's writing all of this down, at least in the book, that's what he's doing in the movie, he's telling it to his psychologist after he's been institutionalized. So that's just an example that you guys might know, read, seen the movie. That's what a frame of story is.